When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. This is Project Keto, Season 2, Episode 7. Today's episode is all about how to pack a keto lunch. Before we jump into today's topic... I want to just address anybody who might be brand new to the podcast today, or maybe you just started a few episodes ago, and I would like to encourage you to go back to Season 1, Episode 1, and listen to the entire first season sequentially. If you are really new at keto, it will definitely serve you to start from the beginning and go from there, because Season 1 is designed to teach you all of the keto basics and a special order that you would need as if you're just starting out brand new. Now, if you're much more experienced at keto, or you like to jump around to a lot of random topics, then just start wherever you want to start and go from there, and that could work as well. But today's topic is all about packing a keto lunch, and I have got some great tips for you. Now, this could be lunch for you It might work for your kids, maybe for your family. I'm definitely not an expert on eating healthy for kids because I don't have any kids. I have a lot of ideas of how things could go for kids, but truthfully, I've never raised kids, so I'm going to stick with adults for the most part. But this is a perfect episode for you if you have to bring a lunch to your work or to your school or maybe um, you just need to pack a meal and take it somewhere um, occasionally this is going to be the episode for you. My first suggestion for a lunch would be to make the travel salad that I talked about about two episodes ago on the episode about traveling on an airplane. And I gave everybody directions on how to make a special salad that you can pack and bring on an airplane. So if you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen to it and you'd probably just love those tips. But just a little review It's really easy to make an absolutely amazing salad that travels well, that you can bring to work and eat at your desk or eat, you know, on your lunch break or wherever you need to have lunch. And here is how you do it. First off, you need to get a container that travels well. So if you are the kind of person that doesn't mind waste or you um, just need things to be super convenient and lightweight, then get some of those takeout containers from something like a salad bar 
or you can use those plastic containers that you would buy spinach in, those big plastic boxes, um, save the box and use that to pack your salad in. Now if you're somebody who doesn't want to create more waste or use plastic, then get a big glass storage container with a lid that locks on. I don't really recommend that anybody invests in plastic Tupperware. It's just not a good idea. If you're really working on your health, then you don't really store your food in plastic. So it'd be a better idea for you to invest in a glass storage container that has a lid that snaps on that um, doesn't allow your food to spill out. So you've got your container, set that aside, and you've got all your salad ingredients. And I would recommend that you start by chopping up your greens or your lettuces or your spinach or your kale first and chop it up real fine. Um, most people don't really like salads because you stab your fork into the salad and you get this big fork full of all these leaves and you try to put it in your mouth and the leaves sort of slap all over your face and it's just messy and awkward and each bite tastes a little bit different and it's just not most people's favorite thing. So you can avoid all of those issues just by chopping up your greens really well first. And don't chop them just one direction so you have long strips, but chop them like horizontal and vertical so that you have little teeny tiny pieces of greens. Put all of that into your to-go container and then start chopping up the rest of your vegetables that are not really wet. So that would be things like sprouts, bell peppers, mushrooms, onions, any of those kinds of vegetables that you want, chop those up and add them in. Now, if you've got really wet vegetables like tomatoes, avocado, um, anything like that that's really a lot of moisture, wait and save that for in a few minutes. So you've got your drier vegetables all chopped up really fine, really small. You put them all into the container and then this is when you sprinkle on seasonings. So my very favorite seasoning for salads is called Bragg's Organic Sprinkles, B-R-A-G-G-S Organic Sprinkles. I just love it. It's got a little bit of an Italian flavor to it, a lot of different spices in there and it is salt-free and sugar-free, which I love. So I sprinkle a whole bunch of that on. If you like a different seasoning, go for that. And then this is the time when I also add my Himalayan salt. So I sprinkle on as much as I want. Maybe I'm going to add some pepper at this point and then mix it all into your vegetables. And then now is the time for you to drizzle on your oil. So if you're using olive oil or maybe you're going to skip the seasonings and you have a special dressing you want, now is the time to add that on. I just use seasonings and olive oil and that works great for me. So I drizzle on my olive oil at that point, mix it all in, and then that would be a good time to taste the salad to make sure that it has enough salt and enough seasonings and enough oil. And if it doesn't, correct that now. Then add in your more wet vegetables, like if you have cut up tomatoes or avocados, put those in now. And then for your meat, your protein, you could use any kind of meat that you like. My favorite kind is to use crock pot chicken that I've made or instant pot chicken. I oftentimes will buy a bunch of frozen chickens in bulk and then I keep them in my freezer and I have a whole freezer full of chickens. I take one of those out and I cook it in my instant pot or in my crock pot 
and then I've got all this amazing chicken to use. So I'll keep that chicken in the refrigerator if I'm not going to cook it into some kind of soup and then I can use that chicken for salads. So I'll take the chicken out of the fridge and I like to shred it up real fine so it's not one big chunk or I'll chop it up even finer with the knife and I add the chicken to my salad at that point and then I mix it all together. Now the reason that I wait to add the tomatoes or the avocado or the chicken or any other meat is because those more wet foods or kind of um, I guess wet is the best word for it. Those kinds of foods will soak up the seasonings and the, the salt and the oil really fast and then it doesn't get a chance to go onto the lettuce. So then it's really easy for you to get a fork full of overly seasoned chicken and then a fork full of dry lettuce, which is why most people don't like salads that they make. So if you wait and add all of those meats and tomatoes and avocados at the end, then mix it in, then they'll get seasoned a lot more evenly at that point, and that typically works better for people. Now, if you like to get really fancy, you can use more fun types of meats, more than just chicken. Maybe you're gonna use some salami or some bacon bits that you make, or any other kinds of meats that you really like. You could make pulled pork in the Instant Pot or the Crock Pot. You could make shredded beef. You could add hot sauce. You can do a lot with your salads. And I have to just tell you that if you're working on getting away from cheese and dairy and you're struggling with how to make your food taste good, the trick for this is to make sure that you use salt. So many people forget to put salt on their salads and then it tastes super bland. So if your salad isn't flavorful enough for you, add some really good Himalayan salt and possibly some more spices. Now, if you are going to bring your salad to work and it's going to be many, many, many hours before you eat it, then you might want to actually add your oil or your dressing later. And just hold off on adding the oil in the morning when you make your lunch. Bring the oil with you or bring the dressing with you to work and add it later. If you're going to eat your salad in just a couple of hours, like, you know, two or three or four hours, maybe you can make it that long with the salad um, with the oil at the beginning. Um, the, what happens when you put oil on salad too soon and you don't eat it fast enough is that the whole thing wilts and it becomes a little bit soggy and wilty and unappetizing. So if you're nervous about that, then just hold off and add your oils later. And you might even decide to just keep a bottle of olive oil on your desk at work and that's something that you keep there and you add it at the time of eating. Now moving on to a second idea and that would be to bring a shake to work. A lot of you are already really used to making shakes and you know what shakes you like and you're really good at it and they're working for you. So if you already have a shake recipe that you want to use, great, go for that. But if you're new to shakes or you're at all leery about using protein powder, then I have an absolutely phenomenal, simple shake recipe for you. I call it the Chocolate Lover's Smoothie because it's very chocolatey, it's very rich, and it's perfect for keto because it's super low in carbs and very high in fat, and it's got protein from collagen powder. So there's no actual protein powder in this shake recipe. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with protein powder, but if you want to keep it simple or you're working on 
upping the quantity of collagen you're consuming every day, then making this chocolate lover's smoothie recipe will be a perfect way to get more collagen in. Today is not the day to talk all about the benefits of collagen. We'll have to do that another time. But some of you already know how great collagen is for you, and so go for it with this smoothie. Now, I recommend this smoothie specifically for lunches because it's so high in fat that it will freeze well. It will freeze successfully. Most smoothies that you put in the freezer turn into a complete block of ice, and they're very, very hard when they're frozen. But this smoothie has so much fat in it that it turns more of an ice cream texture. Plus, this recipe that you'll find on the show page at projectketopodcast.com, this recipe is actually a recipe for two shakes. So if you're a single person that's cooking for yourself, you could make one of the recipes, remembering that it's two shakes, it's two servings, split it into two different containers, put them in the freezer, And then when you get up in the morning, you take one out and bring it to work with you. And by the time that it's lunchtime, it will have defrosted and it will be a perfect texture for you. It just takes a couple of hours to defrost fully um, to the point where you can eat it with a spoon or maybe even with a straw. And then you've got the second one in there for you for the next day. So this is something that you could make at nighttime before you go to bed store it in the freezer, and then take it out in the morning for your lunch. Another idea would be for people who are really feeling good at a very low-carb setting. So this idea is not for people who still are working on decreasing the carbs and need to have a little bit of carbs at each meal. This is not for you. But people who are doing great on something a little bit more like carnivore or even really higher fat... You could just bring some cooked bacon and an avocado to work. Cook some bacon in the morning when you get up or even the night before. Put it it into a glass storage container with a paper towel, and the paper towel will kind of soak up the oils and keep it from getting really uh, soggy. Bring that to work with you with an avocado, and then you eat your avocado either plain or maybe you put some salt or pepper on it or squirt a little bit of lemon or lime on it, and then you've got your bacon. And everybody requires different amounts of food, so I can't tell you exactly how much bacon you should bring, but experiment with yourself. See what's satisfying for you. Another idea would be to make a batch of soup and bring soup to work if you have a way to reheat it. If you have an oven or a stove or something like that at work, reheat your soup. Now the key with soup is making sure that you have enough fat in there. A lot of people will make a chicken soup and then there's no there's no fat added except for whatever is in the broth already. And then they find that they end up getting hungry too quick. So I always like to drizzle on some avocado oil or some olive oil onto my soup as I'm going to eat it. Not in advance because you don't want to bring avocado oil or olive oil to high heat. That's not a good idea. So you drizzle that on when you're sitting down and your soup is hot and you're ready to start eating right then. You could also add some avocados or eat some olives on the side if you don't like the idea of drizzling on oil. Now if you don't know how to make soup or you don't have any really good soup recipes, 
just hang tight because season three is coming up this spring and season three is going to be all about cooking and recipes and I am definitely going to be sharing my recipe for chicken soup. I've shared pictures of it and um, kind of a summary of what it is on Instagram a number of times and people seem to just be super interested in that and every time I serve that soup people love it. It's also very very simple to make. So if you haven't gotten that recipe from me yet don't worry it is going to be coming in season three this springtime. Now another idea for lunches would be leftovers. Whatever you're making for dinner that week, pack it up and bring it to work. And some people are perfectly fine having their leftovers at room temperature, like if it's just some meat and maybe some roasted vegetables. Other people really, really want that heated up. So if you're somebody that has to have it heated up, just make sure that you have a way to heat it at work. Don't pack something that you can't heat if you don't have a heating source at work. I know it seems obvious, but some people do skip over those details. And then another idea would be fasting. Some of you are getting so good at fasting and your bodies are really, really loving fasting that maybe once in a while, like once a week or twice a week or maybe even more than that, you actually fast all the way until dinner and you do a 24-hour fast that day. And all you do is drink water or maybe black coffee in the morning. And then you wait till you get home from work that night to have your first meal. Um, If you're struggling with fasting, but you're working towards it, drinking some exogenous ketones can be a really helpful tool to get you through the fast. And also drinking bone broth. Um, If you make your own chicken or beef broth, that can be a great thing to bring to work and sip on throughout the day. Um, And that might tide you over and get you through. Now remember that fasting for People who are not ready for it is not a good idea. It's not going to be healthy for you if you're feeling extremely stressed or uncomfortable or shaky or you're very hangry during your fast. That means that you're not ready for that length of time and you shouldn't be pushing yourself to the limit. So those are all of my tips for packing your keto lunch for today. And let's move into our special segment for season two, all about what I'm doing this week. Well, this week I am going to be having a little dinner party with some friends over the weekend. And these are all friends who are interested in health and they like to be healthy. They like good food. They like vegetables. So they are easy people to please, um, at least as far as it comes to uh, the kinds of things I like to cook. So I am planning on making that amazing chicken soup that I was just talking about a few minutes ago. And I'm also going to be serving some fun different types of olives and some cut up avocados with a side of flackers. Um, Flackers are crackers made out of flax seeds, and I highly recommend you look those up if you're looking for a replacement for crackers. Um, And then we'll be making some brownies for a dessert. So I love the keto brownie recipe. I think it's called No Nuts Brownies from Leanne Vogel's book, um, The Keto Diet. 
Leanne Vogel is an amazing person in the keto world. She has a podcast. She has a book. She has two more books coming out. And I did an interview with Leanne a couple of episodes ago in season two. So if you're curious about Leanne and her work and all of her teachings, just go back to that episode I had with Leanne Vogel, or you can find her at healthfulpursuit.com. But I was just mentioning Leanne because she's got that great book with those amazing recipes and her brownie recipe is one of my favorites and I'm definitely planning on serving that at this party. And then I'm also going to be serving wine, believe it or not. Some of you think that um, you can never, ever, ever have alcohol again if you're going to be keto or if you're even going to just be a healthy person. And for some people... Maybe that's the best choice to never have alcohol. But if you are going to have alcohol, I highly recommend that you look into this company called Dry Farm Wines. And I'll definitely link to them in my show notes at projectketopodcast.com. But Dry Farm Wines, Dry Farm Wines is an amazing company, and I won't get all into the details of what they have to offer, but if you're going to drink wine, order from them, and believe me, you're going to stay in ketosis better, you're going to feel better, you won't have as much of a hangover, and you're just going to be thrilled with the way that you feel. Next week, I'll be talking all about parties, Um, hosting parties, attending parties, how do you stay keto when you're socializing at a party, and um, I'll delve a little bit deeper into how I hosted this party that I just told you about and how it went, and if my friends like the food or if it was a disaster, um, you'll get the update next week. That's all for now. I will catch you in a week for our last episode of season two. Can you even believe it's coming to an end so quick? You can stay in touch through Instagram if you follow Project Keto Podcast on Instagram or on Facebook. I'm much, much, much more active on Instagram though, and I would love to hear your requests for season number three on Instagram. Um, Remember, season three is going to be all about recipes and cooking, cooking techniques, cooking ideas, cooking tools, kitchen stuff, recipes, all kinds of things. And you can imagine that that doesn't all translate perfectly over a podcast. So I will be posting much more on Instagram videos, photos, all of that for season three. So if you're not on there, get on Instagram, start following Project Keto Podcast, and you are going to be so happy with what you are learning and implementing into your keto life. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. 
Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.